Hey guys, it's Cooper Gretsch here from Kick It to Scoops. I am the sole admin of AFL information, trade rumors, and results. You want to be part of the show, Kick It to Scoops? Send through your questions through the Facebook link, which I'll attach every show on the post. And if you want to email me at aflinfolive at gmail.com, send through your questions and you may feature on the show and be answered your question from yours truly, Cooper Gretsch, for free. Yes, for free. If you want to be on the show, as I said, send it through and I'll get back to you. Go Saints. Yes, Scoops, come on, mate. Let's keep going. I had a dream, a dream of having a successful podcast. You now may say, Cooper, why is the light so dark? But at the moment, I'm in the darkness of not knowing when I will succeed to the big times. Hopefully it's down the corner, around the corner, very, very soon. Craig McRae, Chris Green, Jaden Stevenson, Jack Perez, Sarah Riley, Tom Morris, and the list goes on and on and on. Hopefully that is and many more things where the future will be brighter. As you can see now, the light is starting to become brighter. Hopefully that dream will be realised. And not only will I be acknowledged, but the dream comes true. It is time to welcome back for the second season of Kick It to Scoops. I had a dream, a dream having a successful podcast you now may say Cooper why is your light so dark but at the moment I'm in the darkness of not knowing when I will succeed to the big times hopefully it's down the corner around the corner very very soon Craig McRae Chris Green Jaden Stevenson Jack Perris Sarah Riley Tom Morris the list goes on and on and on hopefully that is and many more things where the future will be brighter. As you can see now, the light is starting to become brighter. Hopefully that dream will be realised. And not only will I be acknowledged, but the dream comes true. It is time to welcome back for the second season of Kick It to Scoops. On the way to the arena, it is none other than Scoops. It's, it's Scoops. 
We're going out here. We're going. We're going. We're going. We're charging in. See? Leaving the where is going down the race. Time. You see down there. Time to go out to the middle. Huh? How many runs today? She was 12, nothing. Oh, another two. She's going to hit it. Screw. That's exactly what you're going to do. And you are all going to acknowledge me. The one. You're going to acknowledge me. The one. I am the slide I am the head of the table. I am king of proof. I am scripts. And you are going to enjoy every year of kicking to scoop. Hello everyone and welcome to Kick It to Scoops. I'm your host Cooper Gretsch, the sole admin of AFL information, trade rumours and results. I've got a very, 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 very big show lined up for you guys today. We've got the world famous segment Scoops goes bang on three topics today. On Damien Hardwick sulking about COVID protocols, Joel Selwood continuously getting let off for suspensions and his aggression towards Jack Ginevan in particular. And the umpiring horse, which has been absolutely pathetic this year, as it is every year. But it's on a whole new level right now, and I'll bang on about that shortly. We've got my Scoops medal. We've got the Team of the Week. We've got my Supercoach talking. I'm going to review and preview the rounds just gone and upcoming. Some news I'll go through. I'll briefly mention WWE WrestleMania, which was a 10 out of 10 show. It was absolutely phenomenal and better say someone had a nightmare last night yes a nightmare that's it that's right cody rhodes returned to wwe after a six to seven year absence i'll have a separate podcast to go through it in detail um i'll get the scoop of cruise but i'll briefly mention wrestlemania the return of Stone Cold Steve Austin, give me a hell yeah. And Vince McMahon himself was in a match. Yes, the chairman of the board, Vincent, Vincent Kennedy McMahon, was in a match. That was good to see as well. Um, and Yes, I said, also some news. So we'll start off with this. You want me on Cameo, head to cameo.com forward slash Cooper G merch. There's stickers. There's stubby holders, there's hats, there's t-shirts, there's hoodies. I'm probably forgetting something because there's so many items for you on the shop to get, to go and get yours today. Got my top on there, my only deal in boundaries t-shirt, the script goes bang you a blocked t-shirt, kick it to script the original top, and a new top which just dropped, the Cristiano Ronaldo and Scoops top. You want that top? There's plenty I've got so far. You can get yours today. It's on the shop right now, so go check the link in the description Big Cartel AFL Trade Rumors is the site if you want to Google it. But the link is always in the description. Uh, let's start off with the world famous segment. Scoops goes bang. 
Joe Selwood. Joel Duckwood, as I like to call him. And people want to say, which is nothing so much about his football skills and everything, and his so-called great player that people say he is. He's been past it for a couple of years at least. But anyway, that's not what I'm getting through. Now, the incident with Jack Ginevan, he pretty much had him in a chokehold type look. And if you've seen the still photo, it shows that that was the case. Now, he's a dirty player. I don't care what people think of his playing ability. think he's a great player. But his acts on field is dirty. I don't care what you think his off-field antics are, which one day you may find out about it. Maybe not. But um, you know what? Look, he has... Put Jack Inovan in a hold that he should not have done. And you thought, oh, well, you know, he'll be he'll be rightfully suspended or fined in the tribunal. No, was he suspended? No. Surprise, surprise. Was he fined? Nope. Was it even looked at, the incident? Nope. Colour me fucking shocked. He, again, repeatedly, week in and week out, gets let off. This was some average Joe, VFL-type player, Play from a club that the AFL don't love. He would have got an instant suspension. And at least the police explains Selwood has got absolutely nothing from it. This is bullshit. It is bullshit. And people tell me, oh, but he's a great role model. He's, what the fuck is that? any of that got to do with this act of Jack Ginevan? It is pathetic. Um, how we got let off is a joke. Dangerfield to get let off. Um... Danger was on the play committee, so uh, what a shock that Selwood had been let off. Uh, Stephen Hawking's not at the AFL anymore, but he probably still has some influence on it. Or just purely because it's Joel Selwood or Joel Duckwood, he uh, gets left off. And to match review, officer Michael Christian and the AFL lift your game, and he's absolutely pathetic. It's biased. It's blatant favoritism. And I guarantee you that if it wasn't him, they would have got suspended. Anyone else but... Probably a few additional names would have got let off as well, which is just ridiculous. What the act is, so you're basically telling me and everyone that every act that any player, any player does what Selwood did to Ginevan, if I see anyone get suspended for it, I'm going to bring this up again and to further prove the fact that Joel Duckwood, Selwood, gets looked after. And, and, and this is not just the first example of many. He said plenty of instances where he's been let off. This is, again, the most... Recent one is an absolute joke. Seems Scott Pentelbury, the skipper or former skipper of the Pies, sorry, no, the current skipper of the Pies, saying, um, you know, he's cheating, he's stage in Dangerfield as well. Runs in there, DNA and Selwood and Dangerfield to flop, bitch, complain, and duck, and sook. You can add Chris Scott into the mix as well. That's their motto they live by. Sook, duck, complain, bitch, and moan. They were in the huddle of the Geelong song a few years ago, a few times, the umpires, and uh, Selwood was clearly paying the umpires yet again before the game. And yes, that little bit about the umpire and the money, yes, I'm sure it doesn't happen, but it sure as hell looks like they get paid for the way he blatantly gets favoured every single damn freaking time. Now, we'll move on to the umpiring in general. Pathetic. That's so one's just a perfect example. Now, it's one in the Collingwood Geelong. I'm going to go, oh, he's being Geelong. Well, fact of the matter is, Isaac Quainer and another Collingwood player, late in the game, when the game was on the line, yes, Collingwood shouldn't have gave up that lead. Yes, I understand all that. 
but this is irrelevant in that case. They had, uh, I think this was before the last Collingwood uh, Geelong goal, so they could have got it, changed the game. Not not going to make Cody Roach yet. He's changed the game, but uh, yeah, this matter, the umpiring stuffed the game up for Collingwood in the end. Yes, Collingwood shouldn't have gotten that chance where they coughed up that lead. Yes, I know they can get that. Quainar tackled without the ball. No free. Arms in the air. Tackled to the ground. Still nothing. Another common player. I can't remember who the second player was. Tackled without the ball. Nothing. No free. Selwood instantly. Three seconds. Not even that later. Selwood. Ducks to into a player. Collingwood player. Free kick. Joel Duckwood. If that does not show the blatant favoritism, I don't know what does. The umpiring, the joke, Bont and Pally gets looked after. The other higher name players get a high ride with the umpires. It's an absolute joke. It's shown every single week, no matter what the team is, the big name players get looked after week in and week out. They should all be treated the same. If someone ducks and they get a free, well, I want to see everyone else that ducks that gets a free, but that won't happen because Joel Selwood and certain players, their preferential treatment, don't they? And Dangerfield as well. So uh, it is absolutely bullshit. The AFL lift your game, but uh, you don't lift your game. You've been doing it for years. Now the other one, oh, Demar, you mad, bro, 2.0. Oh, he's probably been winning more than twice. We know last year when I said, Demar, you mad, bro, 1.0. Well, Demar, you mad, bro, 2.0. I'm not talking about NXT 2.0 or NXT black and gold NXT 1.0. We're talking about Demar, you mad, bro, 2.0. Now, he's had a little sulk that Sydney Stack was not allowed to play in the VFL on the weekend. The COVID protocol was whinging, basically saying that, you know, oh, it's a joke, it's a joke, it's a joke, he says. Um, but you know what, look, I'm going to get the quote up in a second, so just let me get it back up. So I've just gotten the story up now, so let's have a read of it. This is uh, in reference to Sydney Stack not playing in the VFL, which had nothing to do with the AFL, by the way. Demar sulks and says this. If we could just get rid of the close contact rule, Dan, that would be terrific. would be make everyone's life a hell of a lot easier. In reference to, I said, Sydney Stack being forced to miss the VFL game for protocols, which is fair enough. So he's looking. Now, the AFL rightfully seemed to distance themselves from those comments and said, and I quote, the AFL in a statement said today, we maintain the same position as we have for the last two years that the health and safety of everyone in the community is paramount. And we are led by the relevant state governments regarding the protocols that are required to keep the community safe and well. And they keep on saying they're going to do the role, play our role in what we can to support their efforts in keeping the community safe. Dimmer, Sydney Stack is useless. For starters, A, you didn't want to select him in the AFL, so that's completely irrelevant. And even if he was good. You're selecting him in the VFL. So what's that going to do with the AFL team losing? The St. Gilly, you're just mad. The Saints demolished you. All hail the King. It was Ben King who destroyed you last year. And this year, the other King, Maxi Winks King, destroyed you at the Marvel Stadium in Maddie's match. Uh, you're just mad, bro. You really, really are. You sh- sh- chatted that Dusty's gone indefinitely. It may or may not come back. We don't know. That Cochin's done. Rewalt's done. Your players are aging, they're done, you're in a rebuilding phase, you haven't faced it for a while, so you're getting madder and madder as the weeks go on. Remember when Jack Rewell last year said, you'll be afraid of us? <laughs> Please, afraid. Yeah, Jack, we're really, really afraid. But Dimmer, you have oh, comments about Dan and the protocols, you're just pathetic. I'm glad no one's come out and defend you in that case in terms of the AFL. 
So, lift your game butt 2.0, you mad row. I hope you guys enjoy that segment of all those roasts of the world famous segment Scoops. Goes bang. Now, I'm going to go through. Actually, I'm going to go through some of the news first. So, Tom Hickey, this important Swans Ruckman, is out for up to six weeks with an injury that is similar to before his knee injury. So, six weeks out. Jack Billings, Brett Rand said after the win yesterday in the post match presser that Jack Billings had a minor setback. On his hamstring injury, he was meant to be only a week away, but now it is two to three weeks. Jordan DeGoey, given one week, talk about match review officers. Ridiculous, apparently a dangerous tackle on uh, Dangerfield. Oh, what a shock, right, guys? And the big O from the Lions got a week for striking Tristan Cherry from North Melbourne. So, uh, yeah, the DeGoey one, it's interesting to see if the Pies or Lions appeal their decisions there. Yeah, now we will go and review round three. It was all the way back on Thursday night at Marvel Stadium. It was the Western Bulldogs 71 defeated the Swans 60. The first win of the year for the Bulldogs. 0-2. They didn't want to be 0-3. Tim English was pretty solid. Nick Blakey was probably the Swans' best with Isaac Heaney and Justin McInerney and Buddy. Uh, Dunkley McRae and that done solid. Uh, close win, but a win the Bulldogs will be happy with to kickstart their season. But the free kick count in that game was absolutely one-sided. The Bulldogs in Geelong, two sides to get the biggest ride of free kicks. Whether it's frees that are actually given or non-frees that aren't given to the teams they play, they are the two most favoured sides in the competition by a country mile, and there's no way categorically, factually, any way that you can tell me that they do not get a free ride of free kicks Two or against the opposition they're playing, or non-freeze. But they won this game by 11 points, with the help of some people. Friday night at the MCG, Melbourne 99 can fit, defeated the Bombers 70, 29-point victory. Pretty convincing, I'd say. Um, from the get-go, Melbourne were pretty good, and uh, they're win- uh, sorry, winless there. Haven't had a loss so far. They're 3-0. Melbourne will be up and about. All the Demons fans out of their premiership last year, they'll still be going... In the other Friday night doubleheader, the after the siren thriller from the new GOAT, Jordan Dawson, the former Swan, Adelaide 96, defeated the Power 92. He had Lockie Murphy get hit by Sam Mays late in the game, with free kick, which ended up being after the siren. He couldn't take his kick because he hurt his neck. Jordan Dawson, the great kick is off his left foot, about 50 out on the boundary, towards the boundary, just under 50, maybe 48 minutes or so. Sorry, I didn't get the tape measure out. Uh, but this is a great end for them. Lockie Galani, young forward, kicked four. As did Elliot Himmelberg with some late goals for both of them. Todd Marshall kicked five. Boke was great as usual. Um, but Ken, is he in trouble? I know. Crows by four points in the showdown. And one to remember for the Crows. Uh, on Saturday at Giants Stadium, it was the Giants, 83, defeated the Gold Coast Suns, 57. 26-point victory. Yeah, Gold Coast piled on some late goals. Um... Jerry's were pretty controlled throughout the whole game. Cornelio, Green, uh, just to name a few. Brandon Proust, um, all very good for the Giants, but pretty convincing in the end. Got Suns got about three or four late goals to make it look a bit more respectable. Game on Saturday night at the MCG. Collingwood 91, defeated by Geelong 104. 13-point victory. Choked a 30-odd-point lead. Jeremy Cameron ended up kicking six. Uh, was pretty much a game-changer for them in the end. 
Uh, as we mentioned before, what else was also a game changer for them? <laughs> I'm boring. Um, but yeah, 30 point victory. Yes, credit to come back. Yes, Colin Wilson gave up the lead. Um, but you know what happened there. The other game on Saturday night was indeed the Brisbane Lions 156 destroyed North Melbourne for therefore 108 points. North Melbourne, everyone was absolutely terrible. Maybe not Tristan Cherry, but the Lions. Dominant players all around, Zorko, Neil, McCluggage, Lyons, Danaher, Zach Bailey, Lincoln, McCarthy. A lot of great players for the Brisbane Lions, and they were victorious by 108 points. And on Sunday, the Blues, da-da-da-da, I was going to say da-da-da-da, gone. Well, they were almost da-da-da-da, gone. They held on by one point. Jacob Redring got a mark on the 50, about 40 meter, uh, 50 metres out of about 40 seconds left. Carlton, 74, defeated the Hawks, 73, come by a point. They're up pretty early in the first quarter, Carlton. To Hawthorne's credit, they came back. Fought hard. They hit the lead by a couple of goals, I think, or around the 10-point range, and seven points maybe. And, uh, yeah, they thought there was a chance that they could hold on, but they didn't. Back-to-back goals for Carlton. The end, uh, Paddy Chris was good. George Stewart had a good second half in particular. Um, yeah, it was a pretty interesting game. Jayeth for the Hawks was pretty good as well. CJ. Ah, the game you've all been waiting to hear about me to go through. The Saints. Knock, knock. Who's there? Owen. Owen who? Oh, when the Saints go marching in in Maddie's match, they absolutely destroyed Richmond in the second half, particularly late in the third quarter. Not so much dominant. We're starting to get some momentum back. In the last quarter, kicked seven goals to one. The Saints went bang, 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 and won by 43, uh, 33 points. Sorry, getting overexcited. Could have been 43 if Richmond didn't get a late goal from Bolton. Bolton. Uh, but yeah, nonetheless, 33-point victory to the Saints, and it was absolutely awesome. Maxi Winks King, four goals late in the piece. Again, similar to last week, his last quarter was owned by the king of the AFL, Maxi Winks King. He's got a brother who's a king, but he's also the king of the AFL, Maxi King. Kicking four, he was a be- in beast mode. He went bang, 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 bang. Timmy Membry was pretty good, kicking three as well. Brad Crouch probably played his best game for the club, um, or one of anyway. Um, Seb Ross was really good too, having 28. Jay Gresham was awesome. It was great to see Gresham back, having 32 possessions as well, and set up some goals. Um, it was great to see. Ron Marshall and Paddy Wright didn't have their best game, but the impact of them up forward did help the forward line structure to free up Max King and Timmy Membry. Um, and Dan Butler probably had his best game for a little while as well, kicking two. He had about 10 touches. But if you watch the game closely, he was very impactful, set up a lot of scores, um, had three score shots, scoring shots for himself, and set up a few. So Dan Butler, Butler, Butler was great. And for Richmond, well, Shai Bolton was really good early, but not many other main contributors for them. The final game to go through on the games just gone was the Eagles and the Dockers, and uh, fair to say the Eagles got given by their arch-rivals, the Dockers, in the Derby, the old heave-ho by 55 points. Freo missing a few. I know West Coast is still missing a fair bit. The Dockers missing Monday and five, to name a few, So, and Sean Darcy. So, yeah, it was a great win for the uh, the Dockers, mind you. The Dockers won two now. The Eagles have not won a game yet, and I don't see one coming anytime soon, although we'll have to see this week. We should go through their game this week. But, um, yeah, the Dogs were 55 points. Brayshaw come into it after being tagged by Jackson Nelson, who did a good job early. 
Barras, um, Barras, McGovern and Shannon Hearn. Barras didn't play you full. McGovern and Hearn were the best for the Eagles. And Brayshaw, Blakey Schultz, Blake Akers, Blakey Akers, were good as well. Now, Brad Crouch, too, also got named best on ground, too, for the Saints game yesterday. And for the Dockers, it was Lockie Schultz in the Derby. Now, let's go th- What else are we going to go through? We're going to preview the game shortly. But what I'm going to go through next is I'm just looking at my list in front of me. What is next on the agenda? In fact, we're now going to go through my team of the week. Now, obviously, very debated, my team of the week. And this is what I've gone with. Leave your thoughts down below too. And also, as I haven't mentioned yet, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Want to aim for 1,500 subscribers by the end of the week. We're at 1,400 at the moment. So I want to try and get to 1,500 if we can. Now, my round three, AFL team of the week. From the back line, the pockets, Shannon Hearn and Changworth Jayath. Full back, Jeremy McGovern. Half back line, Sam Doherty and Tom Stewart. Centre half back, Tom McCartan. Wingers, Jay Gresham and Angus Brayshaw. Centreman, Clayton Oliver. Half forward line, Sam Wiedemann and Todd Marshall. Centre half forward, Jeremy Cameron. Forward pockets, Lincoln McCarthy and Dan Butler. And the full four we spoke around just then, the King, the Winks, Max King, the Ruckman, Braden Pruce, Rovers, Jack Steele, and Tim Taranto, Interchange, Zach Bailey, Stephen Cornelio, Brad Crouch, and Jamie Elliott, Marinacy's Lockie Gallant from the Crows, Sam Walsh, Elliott Himmelberg from the Crows, John Dawson from the Crows, and Sam Walsh, as I just said, from Carlton. I'll leave your thoughts on my round three AFL team of the week, which I'm sure you all want to sound that off in the comments section below. Now, we're going to go through... Uh, yes, we're going to preview round four. So let's go through that right now. The game starting on Thursday night at the Adelaide Oval will be the Poilade Footy Club hosting the Demons at the Adelaide Oval at 7.40 Victorian time. Gee, it's in Adelaide. Adelaide and Port have been disappointing the first three games, haven't they? Uh, I'm going for Melbourne, but... Is this a start or something for Port to come back? I don't know, but I'll tip Melbourne. On Friday night at the GMHBA, standing for Geelong, hosting the Brisbane Lions. 7.50 Friday night, Victorian time. I'm going to go to the Brisbane Lions there. They were dominant, albeit against North Melbourne, who were dreadful. Saturday at 2.40pm, Victorian time. At the SCG, we'll have the Swans hosting North Melbourne. Um, Swans are going to win by 100 points, probably too. Or at least a big margin, anyway. On Saturday... Twilight match at Marvel Stadium, 4.35 Victorian time. We have the Pies hosting the Eagles. Collingwood should be far too good there. Saturday night at the MCG, we've got Richmond, 7.25 p.m. Vic time, hosting the Western Bulldogs. Uh, Bulldogs should beat Richmond there. Also on Saturday night at 7.25 Victorian time, 4.25, uh, 5.25 Perth time now, will be the Dockers hosting the Giants, 5th v 13th. Uh, I'm going to go the, oh, the Dockers because they're at home. On Sunday, 1.10 Victorian time, we've got Essendon hosting the Crows at Marvel. Um, go the Crows. Go the Crows. Oh, yeah, no, I'll go the Crows. Hawthorne v. Saint, think Saint the Saints. 3.20 Victorian time at the MCG. Really close game. You know I'm tipping St Kilda. Hawthorne were a bit lucky. To um, or unlucky, sorry, to not 
get the win against Carlton in the end and be undefeated, but they're defeated now. Carlton are not yet. Get him next game. But, uh, yeah, I'm going for the Saints at the G. They played the G very well lately. Um, so, yeah, obviously, yeah, I'm going for the Saints. Uh, yeah, we don't know when Zag Jones is back, so hopefully he's back soon. Final game of the round to go through for this week. 4-10, Victorian time. And Metricon staying in the Suns, hosting the Blues. Ooh. I'll go, Carlton. I'll go, Carlton. at home. I'll go, hmm. I'm going to tip Gold Coast and Metricon. Going to go to the Gold Coast Suns there. Yeah, I was going to tip Carlton, but I thought, eh. And Metricon will go the Gold Coast Suns. Now, it is time to go through my Scoops medal Brownlow votes for round three. Now, let's go through them right now. Reenacted like the great. Killing McLaughlin. <clears throat> Western Bulldogs v Sydney. Western Bulldogs, Jay Dunkley, one vote. Sydney and Blakey, two votes. Western Bulldogs, T English, three votes. Melbourne v Essendon. Melbourne, E. Langdon, one vote. Melbourne, A. Brayshaw, two votes. Melbourne, C. Oliver, three votes. Adelaide v. Port Adelaide. Adelaide, M. Crouch, one vote. Port Adelaide, T. Marshall, two votes. Port Adelaide, T. Boke, three votes. GWS v. Gold Coast, GWS. S. Cornelio, one vote. GWS. T. Green, two votes. GWS. T. Taranto, three votes. Collingwood v. Geelong. Collingwood, T. Adams, one vote, Geelong. J. Cameron, two votes, Geelong. Uh, uh, Collingwood. Collingwood, J. Elliott, three votes. Brisbane v. North Melbourne. Brisbane, J. Lyons, one vote, Brisbane. Z. Z. Bailey, two votes, Brisbane. Al McCarthy, three votes. Carlton v. Hawthorne. Carlton, P. Cripps, one vote, Hawthorne. C. Jyeth, two votes, Carlton. S. Doherty, three votes. St. Kilda v. Richmond. St. Kilda. S. Ross, one vote. St. Kilda. J. Gresham, two votes. St. Kilda. B. Crouch, three votes. West Coast v. Fremantle. West Coast, J. McGovern, one vote. Fremantle. B. Akers, two votes. Fremantle. L. Schultz, three votes. Now, the leaderboard after round three in third place. We got Lockie Neal on five votes. Equal second on six votes. We have Travis Boak, Ben Keys, and Christian Petrarca. And equal first, both on seven, are Tom Green from the Giants and Paddy Cripps from Carlton. Sound off your thoughts in the comment section down below. And without criticizing, if you don't agree, that's fine. But if you're going to criticize, how about you name your three in return? Otherwise, I don't want to hear a bar from you. Now, leave again, yeah, if you get honest and leave your honest thoughts. Down below. Now, because some people were probably asking about the, my rolling All-Australian team. When's that coming back, Scoops? Well, I'm thinking, I did say originally around this time, around 3-4 range. And now I think I'm going to push it back towards the mid part of the season, I think. I think that's what I'll go with. Now, when you go through my super coach talk, pretty average week for... Most tipsters, um, tipsters, scorers in Supercoach, got in the top 9%. I've gone up a percent in the rankings, so I'm happy with that. Top 9% so far scored just under 2,200. So, yeah, 
an okay week. Started off okay. Got the captain right with Oliver, but um, everything else, it didn't really happen. There was no rookies that went insane with scores. The premiums were pretty uh, disappointing. Um, players kicking a lot of behinds or their efficiency wasn't high. So, uh, yeah, it was a bit disappointing overall. But if you ever want your help and my thoughts or advice on your Supercoach team, you just got to send me your team through Facebook or Instagram at AFL Info Live uh, or email me at AFL Info Live at gmail.com and I can help you out if your team you want or anything else. If you want, ever want any other questions to Supercoach related or not on the show, you know what you got to do, and that is send it down in the comment section below. Now, my final thoughts are this. You want me on Cameo, head to cameo.com forward slash Cooper G and merch, as I said earlier. Hats, stickers, stubby holders, t-shirts, hoodies. There's everything on there. Marks, marks, I can't say it. Marks are on there as well. So um, if you want any of that, just, yeah. So, and my other final thoughts are about WrestleMania. They just concluded an hour or so ago. And um, yeah, I'm going to give a proper review in the wrestling podcast show, Scoops Go, um, Get the Scoop of Coops, uh, which I'll do probably this week sometime. Um, but in terms of just a quick recap, it was great to see the American Nightmare. Cody Rhodes is back. Great to see Stone Cold Steve Austin on both nights. Your tribal chief, your head of the table, Roman Reigns, being the undisputed Universal WWE Universal Champion. And uh, all around good show that Johnny Knoxville, same same match was good. But again, I will go through that in a separate episode of Get the Scoop of Coops. So, Appreciate you all for tuning in. If you want any other segment, topic, advice, you know what to do. Sound it off in the comment section or message me on Facebook or Instagram. And, uh, yeah, we'll sort something out on the night. And it's great to see, too, The Undertaker inducted in the WWE Hall of Fame. But, again, as I said, get the script recruit sometime this week. We'll go through WrestleMania two nights in full. So appreciate you all. Until next week, everyone, have a great one. And the most important thing of all to remember is go to the Saints and, of course, acknowledge me. Go Saints!